Hey guys, welcome to Athena's Might. I'm your host, Pauline, and this podcast centers around the benefits of strength training for women, female health issues, as well as how lifting benefits women's health in general. Throughout the show, I'll be bringing members from the Lady Lifters, the UNCC female weightlifting team slash club, and we'll be talking about their experiences about how weightlifting has benefited them physically, mentally, and emotionally. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Athena's Might. This is episode 8, and I'm your host, Pauline Eliera. Today we'll be talking about something very personal to me and every other woman on the planet. And I will just preface that I do sound like I'm dead inside, but I guarantee you I'm not. Just been going through my own thing lately. Spring is kind of a hard season to, let's just say, hmm, move into because um, it's kind of the middle of the semester. I know midterms were just a while back, but to me it's just kind of weird and daunting because next month I turn 21. The day I recorded this is uh, March 16th, so this is insane. But I turn 21 next month, and it's daunting, and I do welcome this new chapter in my life. But as I've been getting um, more into health and wellness and learning what it means to take care of yourself, I also wanted to address a topic that I feel is also very pivotal for a woman and for any young girl that wants to try to have a more athletic lifestyle in my end get more into weightlifting or strength training or whatnot but today's topic is <laughs> periods every woman's favorite part of her life so idealistically periods should come and go once a month but unfortunately some women have it way longer or way shorter to compare to other women but to those that aren't very much so well informed periods are essentially the regular hormonal activity for a woman. And I will be reciting an article from the website UPMC, My Health Matters. And I will be reading off from this article by Corey Smith and it's just titled Periods and Strength Training. So I will be doing some little read-alouds and I do love me some read-alouds. So let's just summarize what a menstrual cycle is, the four phases that cover it, and how you can train based off of your menstrual cycle and why I'm even talking about this in the first place. So according to this article by Corey Smith, yep, Corey Smith, (laughs) what happens during the menstrual cycle? So to all the girls that are more curious about just wanting to learn the basic tip of the iceberg stuff, and to all the men that may happen to listen to this, much appreciated, uh, I'm going to just explain and read off this this first segment. So basically what happens during the menstrual cycle is that women of reproductive age, specifically around maybe 11 to 14 years old, that's like the more average age, they will experience cycles of hormonal activity that should repeat about one month intervals. And when I say should, that's more of the general basis, the general consensus. Some women will experience it more than once a month or they may have irregular periods. So with every cycle, a woman's body prepares for potential pregnancy, whether or not the woman wants a pregnancy or intends it to be. Fun fact, the term, according to this article, menstruation refers to the periodic shedding of the uterine lining. lining. So menstrual means monthly. So the average menstrual cycle takes about 28 days and occurs in the four phases, the follicular phase, ovulatory phase, aka ovulation, and the luteal phase. And sorry, I didn't mean to say four, I meant to see, say three phases because I got it confused with the four major hormones involved in the menstrual cycle. So in this article, they list the follicle stimulating hormone, 
luteinizing hormone, estrogen, and progesterone. So let's break down these four phases of a cycle of menstruation. So to kind of just have a grasp of what we're dealing with. So the follicular phase, it basically is popular part of the period, like the bleeding. So it's the first day to get your period and it lasts until you ovulate. So during this time, the follicles in a woman's ovaries are maturing. So this menstrual phase differs for everybody. And I think this is the part where some people um, will feel like they have irregular periods or this is a part where a lot of girls or women come in and say, hey, my period's longer than theirs because the menstrual phase may last for the first two to seven days. And like what I said, it depends on the woman. And this time it's when the body sheds blood and tissue from the line of your uterus because my uterus or <laughs> a lot of women's uterus is like, hey, why is there no pregnancy? What the hell is going on? So basically that's what's going on. And the hormone uh, estrogen is at its lowest level and it slowly increases to stimulate follicular growth. And the follicular phase lasts for about 14 days. The second phase is ovulation. So this is when the mature egg is then realized by the ovaries and this is, becomes available to be fertilized by sperm. So the hormones estrogen and luteinizing hormone or LH are highest on the day of ovulation. Progesterone starts to increase and body temperature also increases. And last but not least, we have the luteal phase. So this is a day after ovulation until the day you start your period. So like what I said, it's very cyclical. So for all the ladies out there, you guys know, or most of you are aware that you can track your periods like on apps and whatnot. You can use like a calendar-based method. Uh, to the guys out there, hey, we, we have to find ways to really know our body. And it's what better way than for me to tell you. So. With this phase, uh, during the luteal phase, the lining of the uterus is beginning to thicken because it could possibly be saying, it's we're gonna prepare for a possible pregnancy. And I'm apologizing because I'm stumbling on my words, but I'm reading a lot from my own computer and I don't wanna misinform anybody. So during this phase, progesterone, estrogen, and your body temperature increases for the woman, but then it will decrease if the egg is not fertilized. So this phase lasts approximately 14 days and the cycle starts all over again if the egg is not fertilized. So I read all of this because uh, to this, ar this article does mention how you should train based on your menstrual cycle. Um, it says here that if you're a woman of reproductive age or a girl and you regularly get your period, you, and these are the exact words, you may notice that you feel more tired, you feel less motivated and potentially weaker around certain times of the month. And this is true because I will say from experience that I'd say like the beginning part of my period, I do want to address that. This is all information that I'm comfortable talking about because it's about woman's health. I'm a woman and I'm more than happy to talk about my health, but it is very common to be, to feel stronger on your period or maybe a little weaker. And the reason why I bring this up too is because I've been going into like more of a phase of just researching science, especially for women's health and wellness. And I think this is just a topic that I really kind of want to rant about and ramble about. And as you can tell, this is a more like semi-reflective and semi-informative -inform episode. A lot of your training and uh, metabolic training factors like metabolic rate and strength are impacted. Now, I wanted to bring this up too because I'm at a point in my fitness journey, my lifting uh, progress where I've tried and become more in tune with my own body. Been going through a lot of things where 
my sense of pain and my sense of limits or boundaries have been tested in terms of what I can handle or how much I can handle and putting on weight at the gym. So when I um, started lifting back after my rotator cuff uh, incident, I think I went to the gym and then my period started. And I remember I wanted to push myself so bad. And then I, my brain just said, no, let's, let's just kind of dial it down. But the fact that I still even went matters a lot. And I think this is a message I really want to share with a lot of women is that it's such a th- individual like case by case scenario. You tend to feel, and this is for also guys to listen to, you can tend to feel depressed, anxious, really weak. Like your moral, not moral, wow, your spirit is just crestfallen. You feel very defeated because uh, it's just now that I've realized how strong of a pain tolerance. I have and women in general have because these things when I was in high school I've had uh, classmates uh, female classmates tell me that sometimes their peers would put them out of commission for like a week or they would be vomiting or nauseous or whatnot and this is obviously to exclude the fact that they could have hormonal disorders like thyroid issues or endometriosis and stuff like that but it just came to me as a realization that a lot of women kind of tend to really just overlook how strong they are and I believe this is an episode where I really just want to vouch that we are really strong. Like, we are strong people. Not to say that we're any better than a man or any better than someone who is non-binary or doesn't af- uh, doesn't really affiliate themselves with either sex, biological sex or whatnot. But women in general are very strong. And I commend myself and I commend other women's strengths for that. I feel very, like, empowering today. I've just been going through like my own medical epiphanies and I want to just share that spirit because it's also kind of in a way it still feels like a hush hush topic like periods are taboo and stuff because growing up in the Philippines women's health was more of just you do get your period and then you are expected to possibly carry a potential pregnancy like the way I was brought up and when I came to America my parents were saying like, hey, they were informing me of what my period does, especially my mom and my sister, because they have medical backgrounds. But it was also more on the line of like, you can't talk about this around men, you know, they'll feel grossed out. And it sucks because we live with another gender that sometimes doesn't understand us and vice versa. And so I really do encourage that even though it might feel taboo or it's a stigma, I feel that women should also be able to personally talk about their health. And this is not getting to the territory of pro-choice or pro-life or whatnot, but this is just general like fitness and wellness that I think a lot of women tend to overlook. So why am I even saying all of this? Why? Because for a lot of women, I feel it's super important to know your body, to know your limits, and to push beyond those boundaries. And I know that's a lot coming from me. Because for me, I've powered through my periods like 20 years. And there's been some that put me out of commission. But I'm one of like the lucky 0.01% where I can still go to the gym regularly and still feel stronger on my period than sitting at home and like eating ice cream and feeling more bloated and gassy. And this is not to shit on any woman in either of those categories. But this is more of just like my observation with how women do treat themselves on their period. And I want to segue into that is that when I was reading off and learning just the basic uh, information from this article, I realized that not only is strength training on your period very vital, your vulnerabilities are magnified because like one, you are feeling weak, but two, 
it's as if that you really have to fight with your own body to gain a sense of control. Like, I know a lot of women that binge eat on their period that just feel very depressed and isolated like me. I have thoughts of depression when I'm on my period. I tend to want to isolate myself. And it just takes a lot out of me to even just walk and not want to have my hips give out because my hips hurt a lot, you know? And this is a very more personal episode because lately, I like what I said, I've been learning more about it. But I've realized that I have a lot of loved ones that are still iffy on talking about that. And I also now have a partner that I talk to you about stuff like this. And I feel as if in a way I'm kind of in breaking a taboo that I was raised under that I feel is very much so important to address. Because this is for the men or for anyone that doesn't identify as a woman or however you wish to see yourself periods suck and I really commend you for staying with your female partners during this vulnerable time and I know I'm rambling but if I could say anything it's just obviously one there's a lot of women that do tend to use their periods as an advantage of sorts to project their emotions and take their emotions out on other people don't tolerate that bullshit don't let it slide but two if she if a woman is just regularly just feeling like shit <laughs> for lack of a better word i would just say be patient with you. be patient with her because on our side we are having such a hard time being patient with ourselves and so i wanted to talk more about learning and my journey of just taking care of myself on this very vulnerable time so while i am lifting um on my period according to this article there is like a suggested segment of how you should train based on it on based on your menstrual cycle i mean so if you are wanting to go through the menstruation phase maybe we don't feel up for strength training there's also a, a sideline too there's hmm, a recommendation that this may not be a time where our body needs to rest necessarily because our body temperature, your insulin sensitivity, and your metabolic rate should be at the baseline, like regular average level during this phase. So if you want to keep going as you do start menstruation or your first couple days in your period, you should go and feel up, go for it if you're really feeling like you can. But if you don't, there's no need to just push yourself. And during the follicular phase, the hardest phase to train in because of your higher testosterone levels. So this also, fun fact, increases your chances of increased muscle gain and strength. I think this is super cool because I've actually trained during this time and I've like put on a lot more weight, like five, 10 extra pounds on like bench or my squat, especially squat and deadlift. So during this time we recommend, or this article recommends, you should try to plan the most heaviest and intense strength workout routines during this phase. You may have a higher tolerance of pain during this part of your cycle. For ovulation this is the second part of the follicular phase. So I just wanna clarify, follicular phase is its own phase. It has two parts. For ovulation, the second part of the follicular phase may just be a good time to perform maximum strength training. But, but this article says your risk 
risk of injury may increase due to an increase in estrogen. So be careful and warm up properly. Always stretch, you know, this is basic stuff during an intense workout. Last but not least, when we get into the luteal phase, so after ovulation, the luteal phase may be a good time to reduce intensity and get adequate rest. Now, here's the thing too. I know it says in the last part, or if you're listening, you heard that in the luteal phase, it's the best part to have adequate rest. But the thing is, you should always try to have adequate rest during your period when you feel vulnerable because rest is just as important as you know training and whatnot and this goes more into further detail with your metabolic rate during your luteal phase is maybe higher and therefore you might you know use more calories at rest during and then compared to the follicular phase so your insulin sensitivity may also be lower so foods with more healthy protein and fat rather than carbohydrates may be a better option this is word for word it's also possible that during this phase your body may use more fat for fuel due to increased uh, progesterone and decreased estrogen. So for some people, that might have sounded like a bunch of jargon. And for me, some parts of it, did, especially the hormonal names. But I really like this um, crash course kind of gaze like, hey, basic biology for dummies. Because sometimes I forget and I kind of downplay my periods like, oh, it's just a phase where I'm bleeding a lot of blood and I just eat a lot of like cookies, which is, you know, not true. There's a lot more to it than that. But this is also the part in the episode that I wanted to say that for a lot of women, you are, I highly encourage you to still perform some strength training, still perform some exercise because your body is, I don't mean to be cheesy, your body is your own temple. You know, however way you treat yourself externally does in fact affect you internally. So learning how to treat yourself when you're really when you might feel weak, when you might feel depressed, when you want to shut the world out is just as important. And this applies to other factors like mental illnesses and whatnot. But unfortunately with periods, it's just an extra amount of fucking pain, which sucks. The last but not least, I want to talk about how you could take care of yourself and my suggestions and my words of encouragement when you really are going through it. I've had times in my life where I legitimately thought I would not leave my bedroom. This sounds very grim, like just with two legs like i thought i would legitimately just leave my bedroom <laughs> just crawling on the floor and asking for help because it was just that bad i felt as if that i was really weak and i was pathetic when i couldn't really do much on my period but that is also very counterintuitive because your body is undergoing through a lot of changes the most important part is it's thinking that you're gonna try and get pregnant but you're not you know so during this time your brain is also just firing off so many emotions you're going through a roller coaster for lack of a better word and it's just hard you know it's very hard to motivate yourself with this in mind i did want to offer some let's just say affirmations in a way that you are not any weak if you decide to take a day off or kind of go light at the gym or if you're doing yoga pilates or whatnot primarily at the gym with strength training you're not any weaker you're not any type of a negative adjective i know that sounds a, <laughs> that sounds so dumb but you're not weak for that and i'm really speaking from experience because i genuinely feel this part of women's health is so overlooked and I'm just very much so glad that a lot of female fitness influencers are on the rise, but I do wish they could talk more about this because it really sucks to hear that there's still a large amount of women that are ashamed to have periods in the first place when they should be training or whatnot. But to go back and how to take care of yourself, this sounds like a very cliche like article and blog or whatnot, but it really rings true. The first thing I would really recommend to women during this time where they're very sensitive, very, you know, um, vulnerable to and 
this is also advice that a guy could need too if he wants to take care of his woman or his daughter or whoever please don't ever put yourself down because you're going through a lot of pain don't ever think that you cannot amount to your goals for the day or your goals for the week don't limit yourself to what you can eat but be wary of how much not how much but the types of food it's sometimes better to you might want to treat yourself to a bowl of ice cream that's fine but then maybe a day later a day after you might treat yourself to a bowl of like yogurt smoothie or something so you want to find that balance that will not only fuel your body but fuel your mood too so you can get through this really hard time in your life in terms of mental struggles i personally do struggle with a lot of mood swings so i'm kind of snap i'm very snappy and i can be very much so mean and i don't mean it but i'm in so much pain i cannot fathom to place it into words to where i can have someone understand the amount of pain i'm in so i would just say if you're in a lot of pain just journal uh, if you can't make it to the gym walk around your neighborhood going out for a walk going out for like a brisk uh 10 minute walk during this cold march which is really weird so odd for me by the way i know this sounds also cliche being one with nature is also very cute not <laughs> not only cute but it's just it'll help you ground yourself and whatnot but i think it's just also important when you're in your own head a lot of time on your period it's very important to get out of your head and last but not least treat yourself i i say this with so much salt do not even take a grain of it but learn how to treat yourself from a personal perspective i don't know how to treat myself and that sounds really bad but when i'm on my period i just think oh, i'm just gonna go exercise and then just go lay down lay down no treat yourself to a movie pamper yourself if you have a partner that wants to pamper you let them pamper you but if they're not there you should learn how to pamper yourself learn how to paint your nails learn how paint your nails learn how to um be kind to yourself and tell yourself that you're very strong going through this and you're a lot more than what the pain thinks or what the pain is telling you and that's very sweet to think about i say this too because not only have i been just researching a little bit more but like what i said i've been going through my own struggles with learning my body and i think when you're very much so careful and very much so kind to yourself you are more in that way you're more tuning yourself into your own head in a peaceful way and learning how the the best way your body works and not only can this apply to taking care of yourself during your period this can also apply to choosing what type of birth control you might want to do or what food that you might want to eat or you might just feel that you might be able to take more let's say weight at the gym than not i believe that these are really important topics because to be honest with you and i want to get a little bit more personal i grew up with a mom and a sister that had nursing caretaking backgrounds and while they did explain it to me they explained it in a way where when you talk about it with men or people that don't identify, identify as women it's more of like a hush hush topic and i know i mentioned this um a couple like seconds ago or maybe minutes ago during this episode whichever way it is i don't believe it's something to be ashamed of i believe it's something that you should revel in the fact that knowing that hey i have knowledge in this topic i have knowledge in taking care of myself i have knowledge in learning what it means to be taken care and um feeling empowered in my femininity and i think that's just beautiful because I came from a very conservative background where women's health kind of just felt swept under the rug and I want to use my voice as someone who is more vocal and quite expressive to be frank but I try to kind of just observe between the lines 
I think this is just a good opportunity for me to talk to other women about their experiences and how there's still a lot of women that devalue themselves because they have, you know, periods, they may have endometriosis and just other feminine health issues. So that's just what I wanted to talk about today. It was a very rambly episode and I've just been feeling really rambly lately. I will have more guests come on the show, but I just want to practice more of sharing information about biology of like female or um, female health and wellness and whatnot. And I feel so bad for stuttering, but it is 1146 in the morning and I've just not been sleeping well. But I really want to thank you guys for listening and just maybe having me in the background, maybe laughing with me. Who knows? Maybe listening to me in the car. Who knows? Because this is really fun for me to talk about. And I never really thought I'd get this far in talking about my own experiences and sharing that um, very encouraging message with other women. Like, hey, you know, you're not you're not any less of a woman because you feel this way. I just want you to know that it's everything feels so much, but it's really not. You know, a bit of stoicism right there. In that avenue, it's just like I've always wanted to be of encouraging voice for a lot of people and I feel that this is the best platform for me to do it so with that in mind thank you guys for listening to episode eight of my beautiful beautiful show and my beautiful project with the sudden bursts of vivacious energy because I'm about to go and eat some good grub because I'm hungry (laughs) on a serious note I want to thank you guys for listening this far among my series I'm very much so excited to bring some more guests hopefully by next episode I can bring my older sister in aka one of my besties i love her and she can talk about her experience with uh, endometriosis and how she dealt with it in terms of exercising finding her love for martial arts her history and background with being a nurse you know good old bonding time with your older sister so anyways thank you guys for listening and have a good one see ya